Welcome back to the Profit Your Knowledge podcast. I'm your host, James Allen, and today's guest is Elena Nicole. So Elena is a certified holistic health and life coach, and she primarily works with women, but the guys are still going to get some value from this, uh, specifically women who want to just get healthier, become their best and healthiest version of themselves Uh, And to do this in a realistic and sustainable way by developing good habits and routines in the areas of mindset, nutrition, and movement. So I'm excited to talk about this, but also how Elena has grown her her business and even different niches, which we're going to get into, I think would be really fun. So how are you doing today, Elena? I am good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Heck yeah. So you were telling me about this before we hit record about Mm -hmm. how you were doing health coaching and then you went into business coaching and then you went back to health coaching. Can you tell me the, uh, the story there and kind of what made you make those changes? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So really overall, I just love all types of coaching and helping people like clearly, because that's what I've done in so many different ways. Um, but I started off in doing pretty much straight health coaching. I actually was personal training at the time too. Um, and you know, I started based on my own journey. Like I had years and years where I was struggling to get to a weight where I really f- felt good at. And also in a way where I felt healthy, I had a lot of, um, uh, disordered eating habits and more destructive type behaviors for most of my life. And then finally got to a place where I started to approach it more from a place of self-care and had so much more success and incorporated mindset and all of that. So that's where I kind of started with coaching is I got my personal trainer certification because I thought that's kind of where it was at. And then as I was training clients doing personal training, you know, they were talking to me about so many life things and also about nutrition and everything else. So I'm like, there's so much more to this that I want to be able to help with. So I got certified as a, as a health coach. So at that time I was doing those two things and was in a lot of Facebook groups, you know, learning about marketing and things to grow my business and was noticing a lot of um, other business owners, small business owners at the time, like asking questions that needed more like coaching help than just specific strategy help. So I had started to coach some of those small, like more creative business owners at the time. And then after that, um, I had a company reach out to me that uh, brought in coaches to specifically coach law firm owners. So, and that was business coaching, business and mindset coaching. And ironically, a lot of those clients, you know, needed health help too, but it was primarily business and mindset coaching for their businesses. So, you know, I said yes. And I ended up going and working for them for almost three years while still doing some of my health coaching on the side. Um, But then recently just kind of decided to make that shift back. So now, even though I am still working with business owners doing the health and life coaching, um, I am not, I'm no longer doing uh, the business coaching as much. Right on. Yeah. It's just cool how people like make these different changes. And I think it's what I want someone to take away from that is that it's okay to make pivots and you can still be successful even if you make those kind of pivots. Absolutely. And I, I truly feel like every step we have in our journey or every career or position that we have, like will benefit us in some way in the future. Like I think about all of the positions I've had from whether it was an internship or, um, you know, when I first graduated, I was working in nonprofits and event planning and, and I don't do, you know, most of those specific like tasks anymore, but I learned so much in each of those roles that now still help me every day today. Like back when I was doing event planning, like I learned how to actually plan and like be strategic with my thinking. And I use that every single day, whether it's something with parenting or something with my current business. So yeah, I think pivoting is, is um, once you can embrace that and be open to it can be so amazing, you know, in every area of your life going forward. For yeah. sure. 
Yeah. And like you said, you know, you learn things and then you take that with you into the next kind of stage and stuff. I've made so many pivots. If you look at my podcast and go way, way back, it used Mm -hmm. to be called MPI radio, which stood for massive positive impact radio. And it was super cool concept. I thought was really cool, but in terms of like SEO and stuff, super hard to find me. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I made shifts where I started talking about performance and productivity because I made a whole shift from general kind of life coaching into doing that. And then from there, I learned about digital products, creating passive income, and it was working in my own life with my own productivity course. And I was like, whoa, this is amazing. And then my productivity clients wanted help with that stuff. So I started helping them and then they started getting results. And then I was like, I think I want to go down this kind of like business route where I just help people with like building systems and products and sort of stuff. So you can like literally see the entire journey on some yeah. of my podcast, which is pretty cool. But I just feel like people get so hung up and especially early on, they think this is the one thing I'm going to do for like the rest of the time. And it's like, it's good to have a general direction, be happy with what you're doing, like fitness coaching or life coaching or mindset or something, but it's okay to make those kind of pivots. I think it's necessary sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent agree. Yeah. So, um, can you tell me like with, with your, I, I guess with the fitness coaching and then also even kind of the business coaching as well, but uh, you've had a lot of experience in just coaching people and sharing mm-hmm. your expertise and growing a business and getting earning an income from this. A lot of people struggle to get the first client or first set of clients. What yeah. advice would you have for someone who's thinking about like, or aiming to get their first set of clients, three to five clients? Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is such a big topic. Um, I would say is kind of similar to what you just mentioned, like, don't be afraid to try all the things. Like there are so many experts in the field that say like, there's only one way to do it or like one specific process to follow. But I think that's where the pivot being willing to pivot comes in. I think start off, like pick a few areas where where you feel really comfortable and like dive into those. Maybe it's one, maybe it's two, maybe it's three. Maybe you love posting on Facebook. Maybe you love going to, um, you know, in-person events of some kind. And maybe you are really connected at your church. I'm throwing out random, random ideas and examples. I would say pick three areas and really like go all in there, like show up, talk about who you are, what you do and how you can help people. And like those three places you pick. And try that out for a period of time and like see what comes back. Like, is it working? Is it not working? But the important thing is, is you're going all in there and you're giving it enough time to evaluate. I know for me, like in the beginning, um, prior to doing like the coaching and everything, I, I had another small business as well. So I, what what worked for me there, like is where, kind of where I started started with my coaching as well. Like I, and I was very active on social media at the time when I started out with coaching, I think it was mainly Facebook at the time, because it was like just so much bigger then. So I just started putting out as much information as I possibly could in like different groups on my, on my personal feed, I had created a business page. It was just what I knew how to do. So for me, that's what ended up working pretty well. Like my family and my friends shared a lot of my content. I asked them to share my content. Um, and I know a lot of coaches I talked to and really really professionals overall, like, I'm always shocked how many people tell me like their family and friends don't know what they do. And I'm like, why not? Like, you have to let every Mm. single person you know, that loves you, they have to know exactly what you do, because they're going to be your biggest cheerleaders, hopefully second to yourself. But so for me, um, I'm kind of like going, uh, circling around here to answer your question. But that is where my first 
first clients came from where it was, they were like friends of family or friends of friends who had been connected to me because one of them had shared a post out or something I was doing on Facebook or Instagram. I don't remember exactly which platform it was. And then they started following me and then they ended up reaching out or yeah, they reached out to me. My first few clients actually like just sent me a message and said, Hey, I'm curious to know more about this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of my clients, um, I, like I mentioned, I had a small photography business way back um, when I like had just was in college, had just gotten out of college. And like one of my first clients was a former photography client because she was connected to me through something else. She saw everything I was posting out. It was also sharing to my personal page. She's like, Hey, I'm curious about this. Like, can you tell me more? And then we ended up working together. So yeah, I think it's really, and also a lot of people are afraid to like put out there what they're doing too. Like, especially if it's something new, like they're like, Oh, I don't know what people are going to think. You're kind of afraid. I was there too. We all are. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a huge piece of it is like, if you really are passionate about it and you want to be doing it, like we either got to embrace that and move with it. Like let that kind of fear and like discomfort be there and do it anyways, or like work on letting that go because that is really what we have to do to be able to, to let everyone know, you know, that we're there and that we can help them. Right. What were some things that helped you kind of get over that awkward period of getting it out there? So at the time, like really always, I am like an avid podcast listener. It's clearly everyone here probably is too, who's listening. Um, And I listened to so many just like inspirational, motivational people who were like, you just have to do it scared. You just have to do it anyways. You have to get to the point where, and I don't mean this to sound in a like arrogant or negative way, like where you don't care what people think. And I don't mean in the way of like, oh, like I don't care about you, but it's more like, no, I know what I have is valuable and I know it's going to help someone. So if someone wants to come back and like make a negative comment or like say I'm stupid or whatever it is, like getting to the point where we can just be like, oh, that's interesting. They said that. Like, I think working towards that every single day, in addition to just like doing it anyways, Mm -hmm. even if I'm afraid or, you know, uncomfortable doing it anyways, hitting send, hitting submit, even to this day, I've been creating content on social media. Now I do not even know how long, a long time. Like, I don't know, close to 10 years. I don't know, like a while. And even to this day, I will put things like have something in draft form be like, no, I shouldn't put this up there. It's not good enough. Or, uh, you know, I, I know I, I, there's a couple other things I should add and I'll have it like sitting on my screen and I literally will just make my finger hit the send button. Cause I'm like, just I just want it out there. Just do it. Just <laughs> do it always. Yes. That's what I tell people is just do it yeah. before you're ready. Yeah. Yeah. Well, something you said about like not caring what people think. I think another way to put it is like unapologetically just sharing what you care about. You know, that's like another yeah. way to think about it, but you're right. I mean, you just have to do it. And I try and hit that home, hit that point home all the time on this podcast of the work will teach you how to do it. So you just have mm-hmm. to start. And as you do it, you learn things of like, that didn't work. That was uncomfortable. I was like bad, you know, I shouldn't have said that, or this worked really well and take on feedback that you can get. And your feedback can just be how many people reacted to your post. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of people are liking it and it's engaging a lot more with a lot of comments and stuff. It's obviously something that resonated with the audience, which is cool. So, but you only get that by actually posting. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And, and the other thing is like, if you have your own back, if you feel what you're providing is valuable, then you're going to feel so much better about putting it out there. So like, that's something like, even when I work with clients with health and weight loss, like I start from day one, like helping them like develop that, like 
that love and that value and that respect for themselves. Because a lot of times we think we're going to like get that once we reach a certain destination or get to a certain point, whether that's building a business, we think we're going to be more confident. Oh, when I have this business, I'm going to be more comfortable with putting content out. Or when I get to this certain weight, I'm going to feel better. And like, that is not how it always works. Like, yes, it's easier to feel that way at that time, but it's so much more enjoyable and easier during the process if we work on that from day one. So if you have your own back with what you're doing, it's going to be so much easier for you to put this stuff out and just know whatever comes your way after that, you're going to be okay with it. You're going to yeah. be able to handle it. Yeah. And this ties into the mindset piece, which I'd like to get into about, you know, like you said earlier, of like, you should tell your family. Um, and it's yeah. interesting when you say that because some people just don't have as much support from their family as mm -hmm. we may have. For example, like there's some relatives of mine that really doubted everything I did. And if they see mm -hmm. it, they would kind of like bug me about it, you know? And um, I just kept doing it. I kept showing up because I'm like, this is what I want to do. And mm -hmm. I would just post about it, you know? And you can find different ways to post too and different places to post where they may not be or something like that. But it does tie into the fact of like being afraid to hit send where we start to have our own doubts in ourself. And that's where the mindset really comes into play and kind of yeah. like our own value. So I'd love to talk with you about, you know, what can people do to kind of have this identity shift? Cause a lot of people, they struggle and I've worked with like newer coaches where they really struggle with posting it because they haven't embraced the fact that they are a coach or quote unquote expert and someone that is like worthy of kind of posting or they sharing their message, you know, and I have to coach them through that stuff. But what's your kind of take on the mindset identity shift for like motivating ourselves? So I think what we have to do is we have to figure out like, what is that thought that we're having? Like when we're going to post or like, whether it's, I'm not a coach yet, like we have to figure out exactly what that thought is and we have to question it. And then we have to prove like how it's not true or what do we believe about ourselves in this moment that will help drive us forward? So maybe it's like when you're first starting out, you're like, I'm not a coach yet. And like, yes, I would encourage my clients, whatever thought it is for them. Like we have to, we want to work on that belief. We want to question it, but then we also want to think, okay, if you don't believe you're a coach yet, we'll just let that be for right now. What do you believe about yourself and your business? So it may be for some people, it might be like, I know I can help people. Uh, it might be like, I know that I'm not even sure. Um, I know I can help people or I know that what I'm doing makes a difference. So we want to find what is that thought that feels true to you and is believable that when you go to show up, whether it's to post, social, post on social media, go to a networking event, you can show up as your most confident and authentic self in the meantime. And then we want to go back and like dig into that thought that's kind of that's really not beneficial for you. Yeah. Yeah. I think I like that. I mean, I tell people like you just like, if they're like really unclear on stuff, um, just to get out there and start kind of posting stuff, like you just yeah. have to, you have to get the wheel turning, you know, and it's kind of like the analogy of pushing a boulder. It's like, at first it's really hard and uncomfortable and you're sweating and like cutting yeah. your hands or whatever. And then it finally starts to get some momentum and start to go, but it only starts by putting in kind of that grunt work in the beginning, which circles around to what we were talking about before. And I think we just kind of hit a barrier where it sounds like you know this as, as much as I do, where you just have to do it. Like you can do all the mindset tricks and mm -hmm. the workbook pages and whatever it is, but like there comes a point where the rubber just has to meet the road. 100%, I say it all the time, we do not need motivation to take action. I say that mm -hmm. like a couple of times a week, it's in some of my content because I talk a lot about like eating well and working out and all of the things and it's like, Literally, we're going to feel motivated, like inspired and motivated to get up and go to the gym, like 
5% of the time I get up at like five something in the morning to go to the work, to go to the gym. And like, let me tell you when my alarm clock goes up, I am not feeling inspired or motivated, but if we (laughs) have to put it, if it's on our calendar, which that's the first piece is like planning ahead of time. So we're using like the logical strategic portion of our brain, our prefrontal cortex, which is where we want to be planning from, whether it's content creation, working out, eating healthy. And then it's so much easier to follow through, through, whether it's five, 5 a.m. or whatever time it is. And when we see it on our calendar, or we know it's it's on our schedule, whatever it is, it's making a habit of following through with it. Mm-hmm. Planning on the front end, but then making that habit to follow through with it, even when you don't feel like it, just like you said, yes. At a certain point, I'm not getting up in the morning and coaching myself about not feeling motivated. I'm getting up and I'm like, nope, five 5.45 on my schedule, I'm committed. And that's when I always like tell people, a lot of clients are like, well, I just lost my motivation. And I'm like, yeah, but okay, great. That's fine. Do you still have your commitment? Because if it's something we really want, we're committed all the time. Like that doesn't typically waver. And if it does, then we got to dig into that because mm-hmm. commitment is what leads to, to consistency. The clarity and commitment leads to consistency. And those are things that we can look at and be like, okay, well, are we not clear on what we want? Are we not clear on our plan? Are we not committed? That's where we can look. But versus, you know, like you, like we were saying, the motivation, like it's not always going to be there. It's, it's fleeting. Yeah. I wake up at Five, this morning, woke up at 5.20, so my alarm goes off. I actually woke up a little bit earlier than my alarm clock. Not too much earlier. It was like 10 minutes earlier. <laughs> but I got up, and uh, I go to the gym, the 6 a.m. class, and uh, I do CrossFit. But I just mm-hmm. I know the hardest part for me when I go to a class is just showing up. I kind of did my own thing today, but usually it's like I just joined the class, and um, I just have to show up. Like, that's it. So I make it super easy for myself. Mm-hmm. I have, like, my protein shake set up. And I have my shoes there. I have my clothes on the table. Everything's there. So I pretty much just like get up, go over, put on the clothes, put on the shoes, grab my stuff, drink some water and head out. And that's about it. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I just, you know, when it comes to like the fitness and the, this kind of piece, which obviously you're incredibly passionate about because you, you tried the business stuff and then you came back to the fitness, but it was always Mm -hmm. kind of there. Um, Why do you think people should really put as much emphasis on their health as they do on starting or growing their business? Um, well, if you, I always say, if you have your healthy of nothing else, you can have the most successful business. You can be at the top of all the lists. And if you feel awful every single day, what is the point? And like I said, I worked with business owners for years. And like what I heard from so many of them is they'd have this awesome opportunity. Maybe it was to be featured somewhere or be in this video or commercial. And they were like, but I feel horrible about myself. I, I don't have confidence. I need to lose 20 pounds before I even go. And they would like put these things off. So that's like one side of it. That's more the physical appearance, but also just the way you feel in the day to day. A lot of my clients also like lacked energy. They had, um, they were like relying on energy drinks and so much caffeine to get through the day. And like, I love coffee. I really do. However, if I don't have it for a day, I'm going to survive and I'm still going to be able to function. So like, if we want to perform at our highest level, we have to fuel ourselves at the highest level. We have to take care of ourselves in the very best way. So really to answer your question, I think it's like peak performance, like your mental clarity, you're going to have more creativity, you're going to have more energy, you're going to just show up, you're going to show up just in a completely different way. If you are taking that intentional time to take care of yourself first, it's going to be more enjoyable, and you're going to be around a whole lot longer to have it. So you're spending all this time to grow this business. And then, you know, not that most people's health is is at the level of where you're not going to, you're really not going to be a lot. Around here for like, um, you know, the next couple of years, I hope. However, it's we're adding, we could be adding like, you know, dozens of years to our to our lives if we're really taking care of ourselves. 
Yeah, absolutely. How do you kind of go about when someone's like, I want to get into shape. I'm super, like when you work with business owners, they're like, I'm super busy. Like, how do you kind of prescribe or help them prescribe their own kind of workout nutrition plan? Yeah. So <laughs> that's a funny one because anytime somebody says that to me and I ask a couple of questions, it, it like never comes down to time. Even the busiest people. I mean, you, you've probably seen or heard like there are like award-winning like brain surgeons who run nonprofits and do all these things who have like a workout routine and like eat, eat healthy. So like it is possible for literally, literally anyone. So that that's like, usually time is not the problem. Time is the, like the, the um, top layer that is a very easy reason to give for why we're not doing something is what I find most of the time. So typically what I do is I start to look at someone, okay, what does our entire schedule look like? What does each day look like? Where are we spending our time? And something I heard recently that like really brings that into perspective. And I thought it was so interesting. is like most of us work about eight hours. Okay. Maybe you work nine, like depending on the day, depending on what you do, we sleep about eight hours. We have all of that. Say it's eight and eight. We still have eight hours left in the day. What are we doing with that time? Like we literally That's the thing. <laughs> that is the true thing. And usually what it comes down to is people are like, yeah, I'm so tired when I get out or out of work or when I sit down on the couch at night. And I'm like, okay, I totally get that. But like, you still have eight hours that we are not doing what you were saying you want to do with it. So mm -hmm. how can we restructure that? The other thing is like, if someone wants to get like super fit and like, you know, bodybuilder, bodybuilder style, like that's a whole other way of living. But if somebody would just truly wants to get healthy and feel good and maybe drop some weight, that doesn't really have to take much additional time. Mm -hmm. We are eating anyways. We are eating every day anyways. It's some simple changes to what you're eating and fueling yourself that can really make a huge difference. You can drop some weight fairly quickly, depending on where you're coming from, start to incorporate walking throughout your day. There are things you could do while you're walking. I come up with ideas for content all the time while I'm walking. So there are so many things that we can incorporate into our life that don't take much additional time. That is truly like a mental roadblock most of the time that we are putting out there because it's a really easy one. Not for everyone, not across the board, but there are absolutely ways to work around it. Right. Do you, um, do you recommend a certain type of exercise for people to do, or are you kind of like customize it based on what they're into? How do you kind of distinguish that? So that always is based on like people's goals and where they're at. Like I have clients to meet clients that, that I start working with and they're doing nothing. Like they worked out maybe a year ago and they've kind of fallen off and now they're like, you know, trying to get back into it. So we're going to be starting in a completely different place than someone who already maybe runs every day, but they're trying to lose like body fat and just want to feel better. You know, the person who is doing absolutely nothing, I'm going to talk to them about like, what can we start adding? And that's going to be really sustainable and realistic for you to start gaining that momentum and develop that consistency. That is key. So once we can do that, so maybe I, I typically recommend to answer your question, like we mix in some type of um, cardio activity with resistance training. That's going to be like my basic recommendation. If someone has no weights at home and no way to get to a gym, I'm going to be like, let's start. And they're doing nothing. I'm going to be like, let's start off, off with like, can we walk every day for, for 15 minutes? Can we walk like four days for an hour? Like what can we actually fit in that you're going to, you're going to feel good about and be realistic. Now, if someone's coming in and they are um, maybe just doing cardio and they have a goal of like just really feeling better, building more muscle tone, um, feeling stronger, I'm going to talk with them about let's work in some resistance training, but always going to, to work with them based on their goals and where they're at and, and um, with what they have. I don't want to add in too much at one time, especially if, if it's a client that's coming to me that has struggled with consistency in the past. 
Mm, yeah. I think it's, you know, take notes, guys, whoever's listening, you know, uh, about not going too gung-ho too fast. I think that's important. And I think for me personally, I think, well, I think that people kind of don't think about sports as such a great way to get into exercise as mm-hmm. well. Cause something you mentioned about it being enjoyable and yeah. kind of like fun to do. And I think there's so many things that you can do like surfing, for example, if you live in a place where surfing makes sense, you know, yeah. like Hawaii or something like that, like surfers are freaking ripped. They are mm-hmm. in great shape and they're not running. They're just surfing, which is yeah. super fun. And it doesn't feel like a workout. Soccer players are in great shape because they're playing the game, basketball players, you know, and there's, there's so many, so many different sports that you can play. And CrossFit for me has been super fun. I did martial arts beforehand. Cause that was really fun. And when you said something about like people haven't worked out for a whole year, I'm just like, I don't even understand. Cause I've worked out for so yeah. long, like ever since high school, basically I didn't, I, I exercised in high school, but I got way more athletic after high school and got more committed to it. But I was doing martial arts for years. And then I went to a school uh, that was half CrossFit, half martial arts. And uh, the instructor was for Krav Maga. He didn't show up or something happened to him. And it was only me in the class and the whole CrossFit class is starting. So CrossFit coach comes over and he's like, hey, do you want to try this out? Because you're already in your workout clothes and you're here and you reserve the time. I'm like, sure, I'll give it a shot. He's like, yeah, it's a free class. Just come over. And it was like burpees and thrusters. And it was terrible, but I had so much fun at the same time because I was like, that was so hard, but I don't know, it felt cool. And it was just like, I was sore the next day and it was just challenging. And I've been doing CrossFit for like seven years now Mm -hmm. or something like that. Um, But for me, CrossFit is super fun. I see a lot of joy in it because it doesn't feel like working out to me, even though it's definitely a workout, but it's, it's more of the mental aspect that I really appreciate because I'm like, going up to the bar and I don't want to pick up the bar. And I know that my brain is going to stay. It's like, it's going to quit before my body does. Yeah. Like I can handle this. I know I can pick up the bar and just do it. Um, mm-hmm. or I don't want to like get down do another burpee or something or get st- started running the next lap or whatever it is. So it's the mental aspect that I really like that has helped me in everything else that I do. Yes. Yes. And that is like, I always say like my, my, like one of my biggest journeys challenges in life was like my weight loss and my health journey, but the, what the tools, the strategies, the skills that skills that I learned on that journey have helped me in every other area of my life. Like you mentioned, you know, the accountability, the consistency, the perseverance, the resilience, all of those things, because it is all truly a mental game. So once you develop those skills, you then apply them to your business, you apply them to your relationships, like all of the things. And it is so, so helpful. But back to what you said before with finding, like, I always say enjoyable and efficient exercise. So kind of talking about like the really busy, um, you know, business owners or professionals, like there are workouts you can do in under 30 minutes that are going to be really effective for your body, you know, like using compound exercises or um, interval training, those types of things. Those are all really beneficial. I just thought of that as you were saying it for people with short, short bursts of time, you can absolutely like work those types of things into. So there's always a way to make it work. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, I mean, personally, that's what I really like about CrossFit. Cause like I guaranteed I'm going to get a good workout. Mm-hmm. And what I like about classes in general is it's not like going to a generic gym where you pay 60 bucks or however much it is a month. And, uh, you just have access to equipment. Like there's no programming. There's no like schedule really. It's just kind of like you have to make all of that yourself. Mm -hmm. And when you have a class of some kind, for me, it's CrossFit. I can just show up to the class, 
programming's yeah. already done. There's a coach there. You know, there's support. There's accountability from my people who are there. If I don't show up and then I show up, they're like, where you been, you know? And it's just like a much more tight-knit community. So it's more expensive per month, but it takes so much thinking off of my, my, my mind. And people spend like hours lifting weights in the gym, which is fine if that's enjoyable for you. Mm -hmm. But I know when I go to CrossFit, we can finish a workout in 45 minutes or 30 yeah. minutes with a warm up and all that stuff. And it's just like a quick burst. I'm done. And I'm like, I'm good. Now I can do a little bit of stretching, go home and I'm done for the day. Mm -hmm. And it challenges me mentally. So I think that that's such a great way to, to find some sort of community or class and just make the investment and try it out. You know, you always get like a couple free classes or something from yep. it. Totally agree. Yeah. Make, try out all the things. If you're not sure what you like, or you've tried, tried things you don't like. Okay. Let's, let's ask a different question instead of like, why don't I like working out? Well, what kind of workouts could I like? Like, let's try all the things and figure out, you know, what might work for you. That's a great way. If it's like, you're trying to get movement in, but it's just not working. Just start, make a list of 10 things you want to try, you know, um, over the next couple months and go give them a shot. You may fall in love with it. Just like they may fall. Other people might fall in love with it. Just like you did with CrossFit. Totally. And I think that's where pivoting comes in too. Like being willing to pivot. Like my workouts now look so different than they did a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. Mm -hmm. You know, for a while I loved hit workouts. I really loved bar for a while. Now I kind of do a combination of all of it. But I think, yeah. So I think like being willing to like listen to your body, know what you, what you like, what is feeling good. Um, and just getting that exercise and that movement. in is like the most important thing. Yeah. Starting small and just mm -hmm. building it up over time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, Cool. Well, based on your career as just being an entrepreneur and being in the game and changing niches, you know, working with different clients and all this kind of stuff that you've been able to do over the years, what do you wish that someone would have told you early on? Oh boy. Um, I think we've kind of touched on it a few times, but like how much of a mind game it is like just that the awareness, having awareness around our thinking is like truly the most valuable skill and, and tool. I don't even know what I would call it that I have developed through like getting trained as a coach and like coaching and working with clients and doing self-coaching every single day. That has been like the most valuable to, thing to me. And I think if somebody would have told me that I wish when I was a teenager, like, Hey, most of the things, most of the challenges you have are like thought challenges. Like they're literally things that we make like these huge dramatic situations that don't have to be. Or if we, we become aware of what we're thinking about these things, we can question it and turn it around and like create a totally different result for ourselves. And I think that is something that not even related just to business. Like I said, teenager, when so, if someone was like, hey, like, do you hear what you're thinking there? Do you hear where, see where that's getting you? That would have been a game changer. Yeah. Yeah. I wish that I learned that earlier. I learned it like 17. I read the book, The Four Agreements, and it's all about awareness yeah. and the different tools that we can use. I was 17 when I first read that book and it totally like put me on the path of personal development. Yeah. But I wish I read that when I was like 12 <laughs> and I actually yeah. could process it. Cause I was like, life would have been so different, right. you know? So it, awareness like, is key. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like as we're growing up, we hear a lot of like quotes, like nice sounding quotes, like your perception is your reality and like all those things. And like, but I never understood what they meant when it comes to like application, like, okay, cool. But what does that actually mean? And like I said, like it was about 10 years ago when I started getting introduced to first therapy and then coaching that I was like, oh, that is how this actually applies to real life. And that is where I feel like that, um, like that, the gap needs to be bridged, mm, yeah. you know? So yeah. Awareness is big. Cause like 
if you don't have the awareness, you can't catch the thoughts. And right. then if you don't catch them, you can't change them. Yeah. And then you just stay in the spiral and it's like, yes. yeah. Yeah. And you blame it on everything else and everyone else. You think they have to change. And then when right. you realize, no, they don't, I can just adjust what I'm thinking and doing like life changes. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. If I were to recommend a book, it would be the four agreements by Domingo Ruiz to get started on kind of that path. Cause we could have a whole mm -hmm. podcast episode just about that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we're going to, yeah. we're going to start to wrap it up here. And I would just love to know, Elena, where can people get connected with you, learn more about what you're doing in the world? Yeah. So I would say, um, the main, the main, uh, social platforms I'm most active on is those, that's what I would recommend either my Instagram or TikTok. I've been trying to be more active there as well. Um, and it's at Elena, E-L-E-N-A, Nicole Health. So that's my handle on both of those. Uh, and then my website is ElenaNicoleHealth.com. Right on. We'll put links down in the description for the listener. I know we covered quite a bit of stuff. We talked about how to find clients. We also talked about the health and nutrition aspect and um, pivoting as well. There was a lot of things that we actually covered mm -hmm. in that very short amount of time, but uh, it was a cool conversation. I had a great time and I just, I wish that if you could take anything from this, like it's okay to pivot and you have to just get started with whatever you want to do, whether it is building your business, pursuing a new venture, getting on the stage, even if you think you feel overweight and if you want to get in better shape, like just start working out, do something small, mm -hmm. but just do something. And I wish that you could just really wrap your head around. And if you listen to my podcast, you can hear me say at the end of every podcast, it's pretty much the same thing. Like do it, <laughs> do it messy yeah. and the work will teach you how to do it. And then you'll, you'll figure out how to put the pieces together along the way and make pivots where necessary, but always have kind of that end goal in mind. The next thing you know, you're going to be there. Okay. So take what you learned here, get out there, make something happen. And we'll see you in the next one.